I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to History Dweebs. I am Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. Today, I'm joined by my friends, Brandy. Are you there? I am. And Charles, are you there? I'm always here, Timmy. All right. Today, we're going to talk about... I'm like the postman, Timmy. I always deliver. Always deliver. Even on Sunday. (laughs) I deliver even on Sunday, Timmy. Even if you're late. All right. We are uh, going to talk about uh, the the podcast today is on the duel. We're going to talk about the history of dueling. Uh, Charles, I know you've been involved in um, several duels in your lifetime, so you'll you'll have a lot of um, input in this story. No, no he hasn't. Um, but before we get started, I'd like to remind everyone that we. Our comedy podcast, sometimes we use the adult language or off-caller language. And uh, if we do, um, we like to tell you up front so that uh, if that offends you, you can... Um, Go fuck yourself. That's what uh, you listen to. to one of the other fine podcasts out there, like our friend uh, Nina with Already Gone, who has a birthday coming up, Chuck. And I know that you wanted to say a little something about that. Well, yeah, I, I I just want to say happy birthday to you. Ooh. Happy birthday to you. Oh, God. Happy birthday, Mrs. Nina. Oh, no. Happy birthday to you. So there you go, Nina. I'm sure that that, I hope it was everything that you had wished for. Uh, I'm wearing a tight white skirt, as I said. I'm actually too, hoping she had a bucket a nearby to throw up in. <laughs> you had a Marilyn Monroe uh, skirt on? I did, yeah. I was. You can't see me because we're not on video, but uh, I, was, I was... Did you, you know, lean over to show your cleavage when you were singing? I did, Timmy. Uh, I did. <laughs> All right. Um, let me introduce our panel, and then we'll start talking, and then we'll talk about the duel. I'm joined, as always, by a lady, Her Royal Highness, a lady who is known throughout the land as Brandy the Benevolent. She's known for being benevolent, Colonel. I am. Uh, Yeah, I don't know how she got that reputation. To me, it must have preceded us. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The very, uh, the amazing 
Queen Brandy the first. How are you, Brandy, if at all? You completely forgot my introduction, didn't you? Just went I, I did. Straight out of your head. Alzheimer's, early onset. Well, it's I, the first time we've done this. Um, well, you know, really, it's not really even that early. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, no, I'm good. We had, um, we had trick-or-treat last night, so that yeah. was fun. You and get a lot of what kids. Did, what did Mr. Noah, young Noah, go as? Uh, young Noah went as the ghost face guy from Scream. And Scream. his mask, Scream, uh-huh, the movie. Mm-hmm. And his mask, he had a thing that his mask would fill up with blood um, if he squeezed oh, well, that's the thing. Oh, goddamn grotesque. Yeah, so it was it was good and uh Jake, um, Jacob what, came What over. happened to hobos? I mean, like, everyone used to go as a hobo when I was a kid. And, and no hobos anymore? Dude, there was a little girl that she came up to my... Because we trick-or-treat at my mom and dad's house. Because mm. their neighborhood has all the good candy. And uh, she walked up, and I'm looking at her. I'm like, okay, I, I need to know, what are you? And she's like, I'm bubble tea. She was dressed as... That nasty bubble tea drink. And her mom's like, look, I have one. This is what she's dressed like. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, get off my lawn. Go away. She's dressed as bubble tea. I'm like, oh. I saw a kid on the, on the Facebook. Um, it was a brother and sister. And they were the, – the brother was a little older, and he had a, a picture frame around him, and he was Starry, Starry Night. Oh, and, okay. <laughs> and Vin, uh, the little girl was Vincent Van, or Van Gogh, and she had the, you know, like the bandage on her ear and stuff. Right. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Nice. But, um, but, but, yeah, it was, it was fun. Noah went as that, and um, Jacob – Actually, and there's a little boy that comes over and trick-or-treats with Noah. And so Jacob and his dad actually took them around the neighborhood on my parents' golf cart, which is the only way Noah has ever known how to trick-or-treat is on a golf cart. So I don't know what happens when there is no golf cart anymore. But um, so they went See, that's around and when, that's, that's when you know you're in a, you're in a, a, a top neighborhood. A, when you, A when fancy you, neighborhood. When, yeah, when you when you uh, use a golf cart to get around, right? So he they did that, and me and my friend and um, Jacob's fiance sat on the front porch and handed out candy and chit chatted, and it was nice. It was lovely. You know, I, I saw in the news where these ladies got in a fight at Walmart over a costume. Because you could have stopped there because, of course, they did. <laughs> It really doesn't take much to initiate a scuffle at Walmart. Right. Over a costume? Yeah, it was over, I don't know what type of costume it was, because, you know, I'm not hip and all that. But apparently it was a popular one, and there was one left, and and these ladies started, you know, pulling out each other's hair. and yeah. Oh, my gosh. I did dress Lucy up as a stingray, though, so that was kind of amazing. She was not a fan of the hat. But that's okay. <laughs> How but is Lucy doing? Lucy is wonderful. Lucy, um, Lucy's your dog. Lucy is my dog. Lucy is wonderful and amazing. Uh, we need to get her into some training because she likes to. I like to let her go at my parents' house when my um, brother's dog is there because they play and do whatever. And the last time she decided that 
he wasn't playing with her enough, so she took off running to, like, the neighbor's house two doors down to play with their Weimariners or whatever they have. And she's fucking fast. So it's she's hard to catch. So we got to get her into training so that she, like, Now, you have to go to training, run too, off. right? Um, I don't know. Uh, they have, like, a daycare training where I can send her for the day. Um and they'll train her, and then I show up later, and they'll show me the commands, and then we're all good to go. Oh, okay. So, um... Would you like me to train her, Devil? <clears throat> now, as you know, I have Rutabaga, who is really the prototype dog. Now, well, he, he's, I, I have to he sits are you gonna, at the tab- dental, are you, dinner table. I'm confused. Like are you going to tell me another stupid fucking dog story? Because I really don't think my heart can take it right now. No, I'm just telling you I can train him. I mean, anybody that knows Rutabaga knows that he is... Uh, Rutabaga is trained much like... He, wear, uh, he wears pants now. Much like a Navy SEAL. He, he is wears, absolutely he wears pants. Does he wear pants? Because I do and enjoy he, that. Yes. He knows, how to, he knows how to drink coffee with his little pinky out. Nice. He does? Can he, he, does. Can he use the human he, uh, toilet? He he does, and but the only thing is that you know I have to give him the commands in German. That's the way you teach a dog. That is the way the you teach a dog. Now let me ask you this: Well, are they it's how German you teach words, or are they just German words teach, that you made up? It's how you teach children too, because you know when you think about it, kindergarten, right? It's right, a German concept, right? Kindergarten. Yeah. So. Yeah. But by the time Rudabaker was three years old, which is twenty-one in human years. He was speaking four languages. And drinking beer. Oh, wine. 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 No, I got to get her. He prefers old granddad. Well, who doesn't? She, you know, she's still got some puppy in her, so I got to teach her, like, you know, when you meet people, jumping up on them is not the way to make friends. I learned that the hard way. So That's how Chuck makes friends? That's how who makes friends? Chuck. Well, I know. I know, but so there are some people that you don't like you that. Haven't taught your dog, you haven't taught your dog proper social distancing yet. I have not. I have not. Do you she have a mask? Subscribe to that. Of course I have a mask for Lucy. All right. So, yeah, so everything's, so it's all, it's all good. She's good, and the boys are good. The devil time's stretching out pretty long. I know. I'm kind of just letting it, letting yeah. it do that. But you all saw that my baby is getting married. Yes. Yes. Congratulations. So we're very happy about that. Was uh, comes not long after that, don't you? The wedding. Granny Brandy. Oh yeah, you'll be a grandma. You're going to be Granny Brandy. Well, I'm. I'm never going to be that. And then you really start letting yourself go to shit after that. You start first. First of all, I work from home during a pandemic. I, that's already happened. Like, I'm so far ahead of that. That's already a thing. Just let it go to shit. I'm not sure so what day do it they is. Have a, I'm not sure what's happening. So do they have a date for the have wedding? Have you caught yourself, devil? Have you caught yourself? And I, I worked, uh, except for one day, I worked from home last two days. One day I actually realized it was 2 o'clock and I still had a robe on. Oh, I do that all the time. I roll out. I work in, yes. if if I don't have to leave the house... I'm in my pajamas all day, and then I take a shower and put on new pajamas. It's kind of yeah. me living my best life. So, you know, get food delivered. I can get groceries delivered if I want. 
So, I mean, I, all I really need to do is invest in some new sweatpants because these are getting kind of tattered. But, yeah. And, Timmy, you yourself, you were built for social distancing. I mean, you've been training for this all your life, Timmy. It's, I know. It's and, Timmy's and, and time I, to shine. And I, you know, I I noticed last week it, it was noon and I was wearing my bathrobe. But I was at work, so that was really you were, weird. Yeah. <laughs> that was extremely weird. Yeah. Uh, yes, that's more than enough brandy time. But, Brandy, do they have a date for the uh, to, for the nuptials? Not that I'm aware of, but I've been assured it will not be anytime soon because they both need to finish school and all that kind of stuff. So, so it's uh, so I'm comfortable with that. I'm good well, with that. Yeah, that what? is that's exciting. Hey Snoop, why don't you settle down with your bong hit there? Everybody can hear I got it. My, I got my mic turned down. You didn't though. I so heard all of it. Up. No, you can hear it, but it's not getting picked up on the. Track, oh, so. so Timmy. So you got to wrap me out to everybody else. Good. Yeah. Timmy and I can hear it, which is perfect. Yeah. And and I'm not annoying at all. <laughs> I'm a professional, and I know how I got to edit these, so ah. I turn my mic down one before I... I see. We, had, before uh, I... we had some technical problems in our last episode, and uh, I kind of... I I had some technical problems. So if that happens again and you don't hear from me for a while, it just means that we're having them again, and Brandy and Chuck will have to... Bring us home. I think we so, did okay last time. What do you think, Chuck? We did okay. We yeah, we we paired up, teamed up on that one. We did, all right, we let did me all right. let me introduce a man who needs no in, introduction, Brandy. I these bet are, you don't forget his introduction. These are troubled times, Brandy. We're in the middle of a pandemic. We got an election in a few days. There is uh, the wolf's at the door, Brandy. But. One thing that we can uh, find some comfort in is that we have a person here on our podcast that the world looks to in these trying times. I know. He's, thank you. Thank you so much. He's been called an oasis, Brandy, in the desert of despair. By no one. He is considered the most dangerous man in podcasting today. He is not. The very he's a best-selling author, by the way. Nope. How to make love to a woman? Stop it. <laughs> the, Ugh. the very honorable, the Colonel Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard, Hawk Waters the Third, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? He's a double Colonel. I'm good, Timmy. I'm good. Holy shit. Yes, I am. You're good. Wow. Timmy, I have recently, I have recently installed a bidet a, in our house. Bidet. <laughs> what if you have to poop a uh, benight? What? what? I, I'm sorry, I didn't catch it, Timmy. What if you have to poop during the benight? It will still, it's still <laughs> <Benight>. there. <laughs> it's still there. <laughs> At the benight. You're so dumb. It, look, duct taping a garden hose to your toilet <laughs> is not a bidet. No, it's a legit bidet. It's got a little thing on the side. I mean, I just... Do you, know, you find yourself you know, aroused when you're using that, Colonel? I bet he does. Ew. Well, I find myself... Here's what's happened to me in the last year, Timmy. He's got a bunch of will-nots on his ass. I have a refrigerator ass. now that I can go and just... 
push put a cup under that and get water out of it, Timmy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because for years I refused to do that. Technology. I, I said it was just an unnecessary luxury mm-hmm. that we did not need because you could just turn around and pour a knob on the sink and get water out of it. Right. But this whole COVID thing has had uh, our house has undergone a transformation where I've redone the kitchen and our driveway's been. I mean, we've we've we've. It's like, I think. I think I'm pouring out to me all the money that she has gone out. And spent. I'm so confused. Shouldn't but, you be working? Like we work from home, so you're just not doing that now, or what's happening? Oh no, I I don't do this work. It gets hired out. People do this work for us. How do you legit hire out for them? Did you replace the toilet, or did you just put a little thing on? Oh there? no, I put the bidet in my. I put the bidet in myself. It, right. You no, know, it's it's easy. It's an accessory. Uh, oh, okay. So it's just the little thing that goes on there. It's not the whole toilet. Yeah. Ah. No, it hooks into your water supply. Uh, but it's you know you should hook it into your gas line. Men <laughs> underestimate the importance of testicular hygiene because I've noticed if you sit at a certain angle, it'll it'll get the orbs too, Timmy. Oh, my not, God. But days are not just for backsides anymore, Timmy. I see. I see. Oh, my God. You can get a nice, God. good mist. Yeah, it, it really, you, you don't need to shower anymore, really. What the really, fuck you know, is even happening right now? If you get down there, you could get your, you know, armpits. If, you know, I mean, you got to get at a weird angle, but. But yeah, so we got the we got the bidet, and uh, so one of the one of the things you can add to my introduction, Timmy, is uh, bidet installer, <laughs> the man with the cleanest orbs in podcast. Please don't <laughs> add that. I at don't all. think I'm going to add that, uh, but ever um, because we don't really know that's the case. I mean, we would have to go around and nope, uh, we're not doing that, yeah. and. I'm still not convinced he didn't just duct tape a garden hose to the toilet. Well, I'm just saying. You you know the importance of this. You've been up up close and and personal with uh with your fair share of huevos, devil. So, wouldn't you say that testicular hygiene is a thing that with men need with, to with cuevos? Hey, huevos, huevos, baby sacks. No, no, the baby sack. I devil. understand. Um. I, you have, um, you, you continue to astound me every day. That's, that's all I got right now. I can't. Well, that's why we have him on this podcast because I can't he speaks, it. he speaks, he says things that other people won't say. There's he, a reason. Truth to power. There's he a speaks, reason I, I for that. Truth to power. You don't truth. even know what the power is. Truth uh, to power. Fucking hell. Can let's we talk, talk about the duels? Or let's I talk, about, talk about bidets anymore. Okay. Well, I'm just saying I'm walking around here whether I go to work I am uncomfortable. or stay home. The one the one thing you can be certain of, Timmy, is I have squeaky clean jawbreakers, Timmy. Oh my god. That is something oh. that will that we'll make sure that's on your tombstone, girl. Squeaky clean yeah. jawbreakers. With the bidet. With the bidet. With the bidet. We'll just put that beside it. So, Colonel, you know, let me let me get your perspective on this. Do you think toilet paper now. is a thing of the past? It's passe. Um, 
Well, you know, when when the COVID strikes real bad again, I'm not worried about a shortage of toilet paper, Timmy. Because I got a bidet. And you can turn it. Now, what you don't want to do, because it's got like six different settings, oh. right? And one is like a jet stream. I mean, it will peel, it would knock the paint <laughs> off a wall. The power wash. So <laughs> you got to be careful that you don't turn it to the right too far because it will, it will send you to the emergency. Now, can you control the temperature of the water? That's, I mean, you can, Timmy. That's, you can. That's nice. it's, it's a nice, warm. It's either a mist or a jet spray, Timmy. Um, a mist. So it's it's. Yeah, you can get it to just, you know, mist your whole bottom. What's the point of that? Just to make your bottom wet? Like, what's the point? It's like like at the car wash, the pre-soak, devil. So I got to sit on there through wash cycles? (laughs) Like the fucking fucking washing machine? My next accessory is to cook up. Do you put it on delicates? I do put it on delicate for me. I'm going to hook up a dryer, a butt dryer. A butt dryer. A butt dryer. Yeah, so it's just like the car wash. You I feel like you spend an awful good. lot of time you in your bathroom. I did not want the thing. It just showed up. It was on my dining room table in a box and said this needs to be installed. And you know me. I'm I'm a handyman. I'm a handyman. And I installed it and... Uh, and now I've you enjoy quite it. quite a bit of enjoyment from it. There it yes, is. Yes, I do. Perfect. Now he poops when he Sometimes doesn't even have to. Sometimes I will to. go sit on the toilet whether I need it to or not. Oh He's on there right God. now. We don't know. He could mm-hmm. be. I, with it turned all the way up. <laughs> no, you don't want to turn it all the way up. That might cause internal injuries. I think, you need to put a warning I sticker on do. the box. All right. Let's so, talk that, about... That's me. Let's talk about dueling. Uh, dueling... Had a uh, dueling, which originated in medieval Europe, was one of the many customs that uh, accompanied the first settlers into the American con- colonies. It had a long history. Dueling had a long history in Europe. Uh, many famous people were involved in duels. On January fifth, eighteen twenty-five, you know that was a cold fucking day. Yeah. Famed. Famed French playwright and novelist Alexander Dumas became involved in a duel. Brandy, the uh, duel was uh, instigated a few days earlier, so right around New Year's Day As in eighteen are in eighteen twenty-five. You think it was the uh, holiday stress and all? Maybe, maybe I think so. Okay. Dumas maybe he was hung over from uh, New Year's Eve partying too much. He was watching the, you know, on TV, up watching TV, watching the ball drop. Dumas, yeah, maybe. Dumas was having dinner in the royal palace with a group of his friends, like you know, like the colonel is often, often does. Nope. Uh, the colonel is not with the COVID, Timmy. Oh, I don't have you been staying away anymore. from the uh, from Versailles, Colonel, during the COVID? I have been staying away from these so unnecessary social functions, Timmy. I'm trying to be a responsible Colonel. Well, after I just after don't congregate after eating. This is before COVID. This is sometime after the Black Plague, before, before COVID. COVID. Yeah. Okay. After eating, uh, the party decided to 
uh, Dumont and his boys decided to head out to smoke and play billiards at the local cafe. Was one or apt to do. Sounds while, legit. While at the cafe, a soldier who was playing billiards made a joke about at Dumas' expense, particularly making fun, Colonel, of his boots. What a jackass. Well, you don't make fun of a man's boots. That's just A French not... man's boots. Yeah. You just don't do that, they right? They were those little elf boots, I think. Probably. Yeah. You see, you probably would have just ended up in the duel if you said that in France. Like any good Frenchman of, of the day, uh, Dumas did not uh, take this slight on his honor lightly. And was him du- ripping on his boots a slight <laughs> to his honor? My uh, God. What a bitch. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he was a snowflake. He's a sensitive bitch. <laughs> snowflake of his time. Yeah. <laughs> Well, my boots. Why you make fun of my boots? <laughs> right, we're gonna. I'm gonna have to kill you. Yeah. Why you make fun of my boots? I'm gonna kick your ass. Why you make fun of my boots? <laughs> so a duel God. was set for a few days later, Brandy, and much mm-hmm. to the chagrin of Dumas' friends, uh, who didn't fancy him uh, going up against a trained soldier, Brandy. Well, they didn't fancy that, and they were correct. Yeah, fancy is like like. That's what we say over on the continent. We say fancy. Is that what we say? Yeah. Okay. Well, you don't say that. I say that when I'm over on the I continent. I've never heard you say well, that. Timmy's, Timmy's a international man. Timmy's basically a man of the world. Yes. Right, right, right. So remember, we're just we're just dumb Americans here, Timmy. Yeah, I okay, well, I'll, I'll try to keep it simple. Keep to be a man of the world, he'd have to eat something besides Domino's Pizza and McDonald's when he goes out into the world. I had cinnamon uh, crumb cakes this morning. They were pretty good. Holy shit. Well, okay. I mean, from Hostess, so. Yeah, are you all right? Ooh. I am. Those are tasty, though. Go ahead. Yeah. Dumas proceeded to practice shooting with his second and provide and. Proved to be a pretty good shot, but it turned out all for naught, uh, as it was decided that the duel would be fought with swords. So as du- it should be. Dumas wanted to. Uh, he challenged this dude to a, a duel. Now this guy's a trained soldier, so you think he's a pretty good shot. That's why his friends were worried about him. But you know, when you challenge someone to the duel, they get the choice of weapons. So this dumbass. Instead of going with his strength, he thought, nah, I'm not going to, you know, he may get a lucky shot in, so I'll just go with swords. So, luckily, um, Dumars was not only a great shot, but he was decent enough fencer. He was a decent enough fencer, Brandy. Now, Colonel, have you done a lot of fencing in in your time? I've done quite a bit of fencing in my day, a little, you know. You haven't. Just to just to keep my footwork up for you know whatever. Just I need in to case, do. and and plus I look good in the tights, Timmy. I look really good in the tights. That's the only reason. In the beekeeper's outfit, he's you known. For, but I don't wear the mask. I don't wear the mask. He's known for his balance for too, uh, Brandy. He's very balanced. Mm-hmm. No, he's not. <laughs> well, you know he I, I, he was he he used to uh, he used to be in the Olympic. He was in a gymnast in the Olympics. Oh, for fuck's sake! Mm-hmm. You didn't know that. That I well before, before I got I, he trained I he trained uh, Nadia Kamenich back in the day. Oh, mm-hmm. 
Wow. You and Nadia were pretty yes. tight, weren't you, Carol? Uh, she was a, she was a spirited little girl. Yeah, Timmy. She was a she was I can't. quite a, much like well, not like the spirit you have that comes from a bottle, the forty proof spirit devil. She was, but she was pretty spirited. Yes. Okay, settle down. The colonel was uh, good on the unparalleled bars, weren't you, Colonel? The unparalleled <laughs> the unparalleled bars. <laughs> yeah. The unparalleled yeah. bars. Yeah. Parallel bars are easy. Anybody can do yeah. them. Yeah, the unparalleled is this, bars. Wait a minute. Top. Is this the Hillbilly Olympics that he was in? <laughs> <It> was. <laughs> yeah. You got Good the, uh, you got the uh, javelin catching. You did some of that in your day? Yeah. yeah. I did. Yeah. They did not. The unparalleled bars were made by a guy who did not measure twice and cut once. <laughs> exactly. exactly. There you go. All right. So, uh, anyway. So, so they the decide to fight. shows up for his duel. Yeah, with his swords, with the swords, right? Uh, right. At, at the appointed time, Dumas showed up at the duel armed with his father's sword. But I wonder if, you know, like this. he got in trouble with that because, you know, like, oh, uh, you know, his dad would come home and like, who the fuck's got my sword? Did that. <laughs> yeah, where's my goddamn sword at? Did fucking Alex you know, steal my sword again? Worse. If you got kids laying around, uh, are kids around? Well, if you got swords, you're liable to have kids laying around. I assume Missing that he has more than one. I mean, why would he take his father's sword? I mean, I just, I assume. Well, swords he, are not cheap. Well, I, I assume I he's got more than one. invested in a sword Look, lately, here's but. the thing. Well, as a matter of fact, I haven't. But, you know, if he's having dinner at the Police Royale with his group of friends, you know, and he's a playwright and a novelist. He should be able to afford a his own sword. Well, I think and this B, is before. I bet he his became, father has more than one sword. I think but once this you get is blood what, on those things, the value yeah. goes down. I think this was before he he was famous. I think he was yeah. just you know, you know, he was just a you know nineteen year old, just a French you know, guy. Yeah, you know, laying sleeping in, going out I was late, staying out late, drinking wine, shoot pool, bad mouth in his country. Life. Chuck's life. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. All right. So anyway, so Dumas showed up with uh, with his father's sword, but his rival was nowhere to be found. I had a lot of that. Uh, I had problems with that when I dueled, uh, Colonel. The mm-hmm. guy doesn't show up. He didn't show up. Well, you know, it might be because I forgot to challenge him sometimes. So, sometimes you have to tell people yeah, to, yeah. to me. Say it out loud. You actually have well, you challenged have to, them to Don't you have to slap yet. them across the face with a glove? And some, we'll get to that. Well, some, sometimes oh, you do. Oh, we'll okay. get to that, devil. There's, 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 I thought you that don't was, just call somebody out in a duel, the devil. I mean, I thought this that was is the technical, thing. No, this is a process. This is a, uh, there's, Duels are highly regulated events. They well, really yeah, are. I thought, that's I, mean, how you, I thought that's how you initiated the process. It's not just for savages, right? I, I was going to I was going to have us go through all the rules, but there's like 28 of them, and it didn't just didn't oh, make sense. I will, we'll talk about some of them, but uh, the Code de Dulio, I think it was uh, originated in, in Ireland. We'll get to some the Coolio? of them. Dulio, yeah, Codilio, yeah, whatever. Duel. After further investigation, it was discovered that his opponent had slept through. The time of the duel. It is Chuck. <laughs> so he didn't set the alarm clock. So they had to. Re- he wasn't too nervous about this duel. Now. <laughs> I know. Like, was like, what I love is oh, that God they damn, rescheduled it. They rescheduled it. 
Like, well, oh. this is before they had Google Calendar, Timmy. Yeah. I mean, it's easy to. Yeah, it's easy. To I forget. mean, come on. Back in those days, you had to count on a rooster to wake you up. Uh, you yeah. know, these these guys probably had duels every other day. So, I mean, it was like, eh. Yeah. You know, I thought duels was going to be a much bigger thing when I was little. I was like, you know, I'm going to have to have duels like, you know, three times a year or something. Just hasn't happened oh, yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they rescheduled it. They rescheduled it for the following Fuck day. that guy. Yeah. At a, at a stone quarry near Paris. So, they went to stone quarry. On the day of the duel, it was extremely cold, and there was snow on the ground. Because, like I said, it was, what, January the 6th or 7th at this point. Well, yeah, because they had to reschedule. Once a suitable location within the quarry was chosen, Dumas's opponents asked him to take off, take off not only his jacket, but also his vest and shirt. Why? Uh, See, that doesn't like seem hinky. Some... To Seems like there's some deliverance shit going on here. Right. <laughs> Your little banjo music in the background. <laughs> oh my god. So, yeah, you know, you Strip just sit down, boy. <laughs> and he's gonna walk up and French kiss him or something. He's got a purdy <laughs> mouth. <laughs> so while doing this, you know, Dumas removed his, you know, his shirt and jacket like he was asked by his opponent. They was very polite. And uh, when he did this, he removed his suspenders, at, w- yeah. at which point uh, his pants fell down um, due to his belt buckle being broken. So so now he has— It's hard to duel with your pants around your ankles. It, 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 I've never done that. That's what I've heard. <laughs> yeah. It's like a prison duel. <laughs> So uh, a crowd of uh, the workers there in the Stone Quarry had gathered around and had a good laugh at Dumar's expense over this. Well, why didn't he want to fight them? That seems <laughs> well, like a bigger <laughs> affront than you know. Well, I, I you on know, the guy's shoes. There was a lot of them, so I think he probably just kind of. Oh my gosh! You know, kind of sucked it up. But despite <laughs> uh, call that a sword. So right. du, Dumas uh, simply held up his pants with one hand and dueled with the other. Um, Ooh, and it was kind of, you know, it was kind of right smart of the, his opponent, really, when you think about it. Take mm-hmm. off your shirt. <laughs> I wonder if he kept going, like, take off your pants, take down. off your shirt. Yeah, take off. Yeah. <laughs> and then steal his clothes and run away, <laughs> leave him in the cold naked. Except, except for his boots. He'd leave his boots. <laughs> now, despite this handicap, uh, Dumas managed to strike uh, the man's shoulder. Uh, the, apparently, the soldier was a, a, a poor fencer, which makes you wonder why he chose fencing. Uh, why he chose yeah. that, yeah. Why didn't they, throw, they have a rock match, a rock throwing contest or something? Ooh, a stoning duel. That would have been cool. A stoning duel. That would be cool. Yeah. The soldier was not seriously wounded. Uh, however, uh, the soldier tripped on a, a root and fell over Jesus. Uh, and jumped back up in surprise. Um, but uh, the soldier soon yielded. So, and uh, Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the, the duel, the purpose of the duel was, well, we'll get into this, but it's for honor, right? So if the person wouldn't apologize, then you... You, they would fight till first blood. It, the The object wasn't to kill him. You know, that's part. I got it. 
It's in but here. But you know what? I'm going to read it. I I think he should have killed him, but that's just me. Cut off his head for sure. I'm a, romant- a romantic. Yes, you are. Look at you. Well, you're, you're an old-fashioned man. Too. Yeah. <clears throat> you, <sighs> you, you like the pirate duels. The duels to the death. I do. Not just the first one. I am old-fashioned. I still wear Skechers. (laughs) (sighs) Old-fashioned. I was looking at a pair of shoes one time. Timmy, I was out and uh, looking at some shoes. I found a pair that I thought looked exceedingly comfortable, and to me, they look quite sporty. Mm -hmm. uh, New balance. I said, what do you think about these? And uh, Tana said, Dad, those are Skechers. (laughs) Well, they look comfortable. Sketchers are comfortable. And he said, even at your age, Dad, Sketchers, the social suicide. You'll be shocked. You'll be Be shunned. Just don't be that guy, Dad. Wait a minute. Yeah, just get some Adidas, please. I love that he thinks that you have a social life. Well... He didn't want me mocked any further. I think than he did. Was I always counted on ten because he knows that line. he knows that if someone made fun of his footwear, that Chuck would challenge him to a duel. Avi, Avi. All right. So in 1777, a committee of Irishmen drew up the dueling code that would come to be used widely throughout Europe and America. I bet they were drunk when they did it. Oh, you know yeah. they was drunk if they was Irish. Uh, the 1777 Irish Code was called the Code Duello. Probably eating a bowl of potato soup when they did it. <laughs> the Code Duello. They're big on potatoes of, over there. That's what I've heard. Well, except for that one time. Rules. We're out. Twenty-five rules. Oh my God! Are you going <laughs> to stop? Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> It consists of several rules, or 25 rules and several footnotes. These rules were adopted in the United States in the early 19th century. Now, how do they adopt that? I mean, how do it's how are they formally adopt it? I mean, is it a, it's a process. is it like everyone get together and they say, okay? It's not, yeah, it's like they were like it's not like the Constitution, is right? It, where they just had a town hall and said, you know, okay, here's what we're going to have to do. I think they put I, it in a pamphlet. Here, here's my question. Would you... Would you, uh... Clappers. I, do you think I, I should... Instead of saying I've got the cleanest testicles, the cleanest clappers, devil. What do you no, think about I don't, that? I don't think that we should ever talk about this again. <laughs> ever. Cleanest ghoulies, maybe? Ghoulies. Nuggets. I like, I, Nuggets. I like go- yeah. Nuggets. I, just nuggets. I like to make sure that uh, itchy and scratchy are well clean. <laughs> I, I wouldn't use that one if I was you. <laughs> Hard to get dates that way. Right. <laughs> so highlights well, just of the giblets, rules. Giblets, maybe? No. Giblets? Hi- no. Sweetbreads. <sighs> no. Beanbags. <laughs> Close your phone. Like, take off the Google search. The Kiwis. No. <laughs> you, you know, I used to do this in a grocery store, and it never got old. We'd go grocery shopping, and they make the boys go. And every time we would go to the store, I would get a banana and two kiwis <laughs> and hold them in my hand. And the boys, every single time, would laugh, and every single time it would mortify their mother, which was, you know, really a bonus. But 
no matter you know you you get ten and eleven year old boys, and <clears throat> or you know fifty two year old, <laughs> or right. fifty two year old man. All right, yeah, it's amazing. Clappers, devil, the clappers. No, remember those things? No? What do they call the clappers when we were young? These two, I mean, you talk about dangerous toys. Two hard plastic oh, yeah. glass, wouldn't they? Like <laughs> hard plastic. Yeah. And they're yeah. only strings. The knockers. Yeah, knockers. Yeah, the knockers. And you... <laughs> knockers, Timmy. They were knockers. That's what I could call the testicles, the knockers. <laughs> Those things are so dangerous. Oh, anyway, Brandy, please continue. That I don't class. know why you keep stopping. What, get, what about the giggle berries, devil? <laughs> no, that's ridiculous. Just, no. All right. Giggle so berries. Highlights of the rules include the steps of an apology. Might call off the duel... Uh, proper dueling etiquette in terms of oh, dignified oh. behavior. Nope. The Hold rules one second. of seconds, the role of seconds, and what constitutes the end of a duel. Wait a minute. We got. Hold we on. Got hold some, on. I got a good you one. Got a, uh, you got a comment. You'll like this one. You'll like this one because it's vile, devil. Spunk bunkers. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Spunk bunkers. <laughs> I like that. That's one. so nasty. <laughs> Essentially, no. that's what the, that's what they are. I mean, <laughs> no, oh yuck, bunkers. Brandy, do you have a favorite type of text testicle? What? Do you have a favorite type? Favorite type of testicle? Yeah. I mean, do you like large testicles? I mean, do women judge men on their testicles? Do they? Do they say? You we know, judge because, you on everything, but go ahead. Uh, but I mean, do you talk to your girlfriends about you know? I I know after you after you uh, fornicate and go out and do your devilly things, you go back and tell your friend Stephanie. And uh, do you talk about you know not only the size but the size of the testicles, the shape, the firmness, the you know are they? Do you do you consider testicles like cantaloupes? You know when you're checking them out at the store. No. You know, have you ever go? You know when I go to the store. Are you going to tell me the banana story again? Because I can't take it again. And if I got to get cantaloupes, I will pick up a cantaloupe and I will squeeze it and try to check for the firmness and everything else. And I have no fucking idea what I'm looking for. So finally, usually I just look for an old lady or something that's near me, and I say, you know, could you pick out two good cantaloupes for me? But I do go through the motions and pretend that I know what I'm looking for in cantaloupes. So, Brandy, that's do you your do, fucking story? And do you do the same things? Who with the testicles? fuck cares? No, well, who I'm the just fuck saying, cares? You accost an old lady a- in the store to come pick out melons for you. Because you can't manage to just pick up a fucking cantaloupe for your wife. Well, I don't Jesus know what's fuck, good or bad. Chuck. I it always forget it firm or soft is that good or bad. Jesus. I, don't, I can never remember. Then, well, and you what know what bobbles? the thing is? There's a, you told a story about it. There's no story there. <laughs> There's no story. You don't know how to pick out a I'm cantaloupe. Just, so the fuck no, what? That's the end the of it. Story There's no is, story. Is, Kind of like story, no, Chuck. Kind of like you the can't Jonas pick out a cantaloupe. It's a one sentence <laughs> statement. I can't pick out a cantaloupe. You can put like a 
comma in there and then say, without an old lady's help. But I don't, what the fuck are you telling me this big goddamn story about? I don't need war and peace about how you can't pick out a watermelon (laughs) or a cantaloupe or a honeydew or whatever the fuck else you're trying to get. Fucking Christ. It's important for men to pretend they know what they're doing. You Until can't they find even a do that. Old lady who's not going to judge. You them. can't even do that. That's the no, fucking story. That you can't even fake it till you make it. You just accost an old lady to come in there can, and look at her and go, "You want to look at my melons and make sure they're okay?" <laughs> Give, God damn it! Not a story. It's like okay. your dog barking. Who gives a shit? It's a fucking dog. Dogs bark. Who cares? We got to do these late in the afternoon. She's cranky. Oh, she is cranky. Yeah, that matters. That matters when we do it. It's a it's a matter of time of day. That's what it is. Yeah. I'm just saying you got to no men out there. No, it's, you're not you, saying you can't look anything. Incompetent you're not it, saying anything the fruit. because nobody is watching you in the grocery. Nobody gives a shit. Everybody's watching me. Nobody I'm is watching you in the grocery. TMZ's following me. I gotta. I gotta act like I look like. No, a, you know why people like are looking at I'm you doing. because you've tied you've tied like a kerchief around your head, trying to go in there looking like Jackie O in disguise. That's why they're looking at you. Nobody gives a fuck about you looking at a watermelon well, or cantaloupe. I, I, I want you to know. Else. Perez Hilton knows his every move. His name's Paris. Yeah. <laughs> what no, he doesn't. It's Perez Hilton, right? Perez, there's two. Perez, no, it is Perez. It's not. It's Paris is the girl. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So can I talk about this goddamn uh, thing you, here? You, you seem a little upset, Brandy. You should All probably right. catch your breath before you. So continue. A duel. Oh my God. No, I get Mama's whiskey so I can put it in the coffee. <laughs> uh, a duel can be used to regain honor after a person or their family has been slandered. Yeah, or make fun of make fun of their boots. Right. The challenger can challenge their opponent in person, in writing, or by casting a glove or gauntlet onto the ground before your opponent. In in some cases, in the best cases, the person issuing the challenge may also slap their opponent with a white glove, which is the best way to go. In some cases, if you fill up the white glove with nickels, that's much more effective. (laughs) Or oranges, yes. Yeah, uh, cantaloupes, yeah. Yeah, or a cantaloupe that Chuck can't pick out. And I'm sorry, if a cantaloupe fits into a glove, don't get that cantaloupe. Yeah. How about that? How about that little tip? That didn't make any sense at all, your analogy. Made no sense yeah. at all. An apology cantaloupe on the part of the challenge. You really need to brush up on your analogies. Who the fuck are you talking to? <laughs> I didn't even bring up the fact that the word was color and you bust out with collar. So just settle down. Okay. So an apology on part of the challenged could avert a bloody duel if delivered properly. Keep in mind that most duels were carried out when one man offended another's honor, like making fun of his boots. As such, the proper apology would logically help solve the problem even once the duel had already begun. And I, <laughs> once it had begun? A little yeah, late I, there. A little late, yeah. And I know what you're thinking. A duel is not a brawl. No, It is not. a controlled battle between gentlemen of honor. And as such, a certain level of dignity 
was expected of all participants. Unless a motherfucker asks you to take off your shirt and your coat <laughs> and your vest and your britches fall down. Rule number 13. There goes your dignity. Yeah. yeah. Rule number 13. It's hard to have dignity when your pants are around your ankles. <laughs> well, that was cold. That was January like 6th or 7th or I know. something. That, that's so kind of smart if you think about it. You just ask your opponent to strip down and when it's well, a Why did he fucking do it? Why didn't you just look at the guy and go, fuck off? It's, you know, January <laughs> in France. Fuck you. I'm not taking off my pants. In fact, I'm putting on another cloak, another coat. Wow. Rap bastard. All right. So, rule number 13 of the Code Duello is the one that describes dignified dueling behavior. This is also the one that is frequently broken, broken since many duelists do not really want to die, kill, or maim. They only want to defend their honor. Or what's left of it. Some duelists would use blanks or fire into the air to avoid hurting their opponent. But of course, this was not always the case, and sometimes duelists really did want to kill their opponent. Yeah, I would. If you're going to use a blank and fire into the air, you better hope your opponent is using a blank and fire. Well, that's it. I. I, Those are two separate things. Load up your pistol with a blank and then catch a a ball in the chest. That would just not. Um, Why why in the fuck would you just fire into the air? All right, so the role of seconds is spelled out in several rules. Rule 18 requires that the seconds load in the presence of each other. Rule 21 states seconds are bound to attempt a reconciliation. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What? Okay. So... Seconds are bound to attempt a reconciliation before the meeting takes place. Yeah, so they're they're trying to out a little peace conference. Yeah, or after sufficient firings or hits as specified. What does that mean? Well, by the rules. I, okay, so the Code Duello also acknowledges that the second might get involved in the fight themselves. The Code is highly specific as to how this involvement might occur. Yeah, like seconds. Yeah, so the second could stood could stand in for either opponent. Yeah, this happened in Footloose during oh, the tractor fight. But they had a dance during. That's not the game same. of chicken. No, 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 no. 
there was a game of chicken on tractors. And uh, Wren was somebody's second. Well, he got hit in the head. First of all. He got hit in the head. And then Wren had to go drive the tractor. And he'd never driven the tractor. And then he couldn't press the brake right. And then it was just, it was over. All right. Well, first of all, that's a stupid fucking movie. There's no places first of all, on this country where yourself. you can dance. I will defend Where, where people can't dance. To, yes, there is. And I will defend the movie Footloose forever. Second, Kevin De- Bacon no. couldn't first, dance. First, He couldn't you. dance. He couldn't dance. He did dance. Still he couldn't drive dance. a tractor. Tractor. Neither can you. <laughs> and he, he was a city kid. He was from like Chicago. No. You don't drive tractors in Chicago very often. Oh, I don't. I think so. Uh, Ren was his friend second in the chicken battle oh, with the tractors. That that was dumb. So you know those boys in Nebraska or wherever the hell they were at. They would they they could drive tractors. Where? Texas. All right, they can drive tractors better than uh, Kevin Bacon any day. No shit, Sherlock. But the guy that was supposed to drive the tractor in the chicken game hit his head and, you know, couldn't drive the tractor. And so he asked Ren to do it. And Ren did it. Well, why didn't he just say, hey, let's reschedule tomorrow like the guy overslept? I don't know why there wasn't a rescheduling clause. I don't know. But so the code... Is highly specific. So, this, so you got your seconds, and where seconds disagree, um, when where seconds disagree and resolve to exchange shots themselves, it must be at the same time and at the right angles with their principles. There's so many rules here. I, I told you. That's why I didn't want to list all of them. I didn't want right. to confuse people. A code also dictates what. Thank God I did not. So okay, perfect. So no, I'm gonna no, 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 no. No, nope. this is nope. important because no, it's, it's not. how you properly carry no, it's out not. a duel. It's fucking stupid. I can guarantee it's fucking stupid because I've heard all your goddamn stories. Well, now wait a minute. There's you, no uh, fucking uh, raccoon duel. Then wait a minute. If there is, it's because the raccoon whooped your well, ass. Well, I, I think, I, I think, I think, I think his story, this cantaloupe story, uh, uh, has. Given, uh, we have to give him a benefit of the doubt based on his cantaloupe story. So continue, Colonel. Right. We absolutely don't. So I, I come home one night. I mean, I've told this story before, but I didn't yes. tell the preface to He's it. He's told this story before. So the raccoon so many is times on my before. porch. Right. And he would not let me in my house. And I said, look here, Mr. Raccoon, there's pizza waiting for me in the house. It's a Friday night. I just want to come home. I don't want really any trouble with you. Uh, other than you're on my porch, you're trespassing. Yeah, which is illegal. And, uh, it is illegal. And I said, please vacate the premises immediately. And he gave you the finger. And he got up on his hind legs and he... Uh, gave you the finger. He he hissed at me. Oh. that's Everybody that does that yes, to he you, did. though. That's just like making fun of So I go down into my garage and I, uh, I, I cannot find a white glove to save my life, nor can I find a gauntlet. Mm-hmm. So I come back. And the raccoon's still there. So I had to go all the way to Target to get a white glove. Mm-hmm. So I get a white glove because I want to do this properly. Right. I'm not a savage, for you, Christ's you sake. You follow the code to Leo. I followed the Duello code. And I came back and I said, look here, Mr. Raccoon, now it's time for you to go. Now we're, now you, you push me too far. This is getting serious. And he got on his hind legs and hissed at me again. Bastard. So I slapped him across the face with the white glove to me. And uh said, okay, 
this is a duel. It's on, Mr. Raccoon. And I uh, ran inside, got Logan to be my second. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, raccoon, he was cowardly. He didn't have a second. Then I went to the garage oh, and got a, got a baseball bat, two baseball bats. Mm-hmm. Came back up and I said, you know, I choose baseball bats. See, you, you were challenging him. He should have got to pick the weapon. Well, I kept asking him and he wouldn't answer me, Timmy. He just kept giving me this... <laughs> And I don't speak raccoon. I'm confused as to why you just didn't stay inside when you went inside. Because the raccoon would have got I was trying to get inside. I couldn't get inside. Yeah, but you got inside to get Logan. I mean, you got inside to get Logan there in this No, we had to come through the garage. But you were inside. Right? You were inside. It's a principle, goddammit. It's the goddamn principle. You have no principles. Raccoon was on my goddamn Honor was at stake. No, go away. No, he was not going to go away. He was going to go away. No, he the raccoons. You know how many people this story. Wait a minute. Do you know how many people this story upsets when you tell it? Every time you fucking tell it, we get upset. I'm just saying. (laughs) We get hate. Everybody knows this story. What happened with the raccoon? But what they don't know is what led up to it. You tried to get in to feed your gullet pizza. I properly challenged him to the correct duel. I slapped him with the white glove. It did no. And this raccoon was willing to fight to the death. Oh, and so he you know, wasn't he wasn't about was I really wish blood. he would have. I just wanted to have yeah, it, that was me. I just wanted to have one of those duels where you fire a blank into the right. air, you know, and the guy gets scared and he's like, Okay, you know, I apologize, I'll get off your You point. probably shouldn't have I chosen need him baseball bats as your weapon if you wanted that to happen. Well, I just said you know, if he would have moved along. He didn't even have to move along. All he had to do was get out of the way of my front door. That's all I was really asking. But you him had to do. been inside. No, I was coming home from work. Then right, I went right, right. Okay, no, wait a then minute. Wait Target. a minute. Wait a minute. To recap your story thus far, you go up mm-hmm. on your porch and there's this raccoon. You get irritated mm-hmm. that Big the raccoon's one. on Big your one. porch. Hold on. And it hisses at you. Might have so been a you, bear. Wait a minute. Pretty According to big. your story... You go inside. No, 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 no. He goes to Target. Get Logan. He gets, goes to no, Target. Well, he went to Target, blah, blah, blah. Comes back with his glove. white glove. Whatever. So then he goes inside to get Logan. So so the words, yeah. I went inside, would indicate that you went inside and could have not done any of this. Right? Perfect. She runs a good story, Colonel. Well, uh, thankfully, I don't know where he's gone, and maybe that story went with him. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. Uh, uh, the code also dictates that when the duel is over, okay, the code also dictates when the duel is over. Dueling to the death is not considered desirable in the code duello, although it may have been the ultimate end to many duels. Remember, dueling is about recovering honor, not killing. So many duel outcomes were decided by first blood. The Rambo movie? I'm confused. Uh, or our girl's that, first period. Could be that. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I like the Rambo movie better myself, but whatever. Um, so when one participant is wounded to the point that they're bleeding, then you can call the duel. Uh, Rule number five states that if swords are used, the party's engaged until one is well-bloodied. 
disabled, or disarmed. Or until after receiving a wound and blood being drawn, the aggressor begs pardon. Any wound enough to agitate the nerves and necessarily make the handshake must end the business for that day. That I don't that sentence is enough weirdness. Uh, perhaps one of the most important rules of dueling does not involve the mechanics of the duel itself, but rather who can duel. In medieval Europe, dueling was the sport of noble born men and ladies. Although commoners did fight and certainly did face each other in contests, that could be called with contests that could be called duels, an actual honor bound duel had to be conducted between Two men of noble rank. Well, of course. I, you, you just can't have commoners running around <clears throat> dueling. It's unseemly. Well, it's un- chaos. Just, yeah. uh, one reason of this was economic. Swords were expensive weapons, and not every peasant had one. Uh, but it was also a means of distinguishing the upper and lower classes. Many countries had laws forbidding commoners to fight amongst themselves while dukes, princes, and even kings were expected to duel each other. In the American Republic, that was not the case, and dueling took place by men of all backgrounds. Duels are not just limited to men. In Europe, it was not unusual to see emancipated duels. These were duels between two women, where all the spectators were also women. No men were allowed. That was, that's hot. Uh, well, so the participants were women, the seconds were women, the physician, or more commonly a nurse, was also a woman. These are what was called back, uh, these are the famous titty duels. Yeah, titty duels. Okay. Some women. They used to call them the titty duels. They didn't ever call them that. They, they did call them <laughs> Some women. And we'll get to what. That's what I call them. Well, some mm-hmm. women for, some women participants would often remove their shirts for practical reasons that, of course, we will discuss. Oh, they, they, they removed the titty duels. Uh, the, to, the to show their titties is why women. they hit it. Uh, that's not it. The emancipated duels between women also became known as petticoat duels. One of the most bizarre duels in history or occurred. Duels. Nope. Um, one of the most bizarre duels in history occurred in 1891 between two women of the Austrian royal family. Pauline Clementine Marie Walburga, Princess of Metternich, was a famous Austrian. Are you sure about that? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Metternich? I don't know. Yeah. Metternich. Metternich. Anyway, she was a famous Austrian socialite. We'll call her Pauline. Mainly active in Vienna and Paris. Known for her great charm and elegance, as well as for her social commitment. She was an important promoter of the work of the German composer Richard Wagner. In 1892, when the princess was 56 years old, she was in charge of the biggest event on Austria's social calendar, the Vienna Musical Theatrical Exhibition. Goodness. The exhibition was That was a, old in those days. Colonel, you're a big yeah. fan, you're a big fan oh, of man. Wagner, aren't you? You can listen to him a lot, I think. I do. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. All right. So the exhibition was a major social event. He was big with Kings the and queens from all over Europe and as far away as Persia attended the event 
each year. That's a hell of a it trip. It was a big deal. Yeah, it is. It was a big deal for all of the uh, continents, mover, continents, movers, and shakers. Anyone who was someone attended the exhibition. Wonder how long it took to get glasses. from Tehran to uh, Vienna. Probably took a long time. It probably did. Uh, Princess Pauline, who was a bit OCD, worked months to make sure the event went off without a hitch. Also working on the event was a countess. Oh, for fuck's sake. By the name of Anastasia Kilmanseg. Beaverhausen. No, <laughs> but I do love that. We're going to say that from now on. It's Kilmanseg, but we're going to say Anastasia Beaverhausen because that makes me happy. Uh, although the princess and the countess had worked on similar events in the past, they didn't get along very well. When it came time to select the flower arrangements for the Vienna Music Theatrical Exhibition, the two ladies started butting heads over fucking flowers. Yeah, well. The Countess apparently had a gift for arranging parties and soirees such as these, always receiving much praise for how entertaining her events were. To Princess Pauline, it appeared that the Countess was stealing her thunder and felt she should be getting that praise. Well. During the, well, you know, during the planning of the exhibition gala in Vienna, the topic of flower arrangements came up, and both of, both of these ladies could not come to an agreement. The, the argument got them both in such an uproar, it led to arms. Mm. You know, you, get, you don't make fun of women's flowers. I've learned that. No, you don't. Learned that the hard way. In 56, she was a little old to be having a period. Yeah. So well, this she was a little, she's a little old to be PMS. getting in a duel. Yeah, she's probably added to her, so. her last blood, not her first blood. <laughs> so usually, usually the ladies would choose a champion to fight for them. Right. And a champion was basically a hired gun who would fight in place of the ladies. As you'll recall in Game of Thrones, the mountain was a champion. Mm-hmm. If you'll recall, but anyway, I I've been a champion a number of times. You have not, but times they well. I, at least you reference a good uh, movie uh, show instead of that stupid foot footloose. Fuck off! Yeah, That's okay. Dumb, Kevin Bacon. You're dumb. Never, you are Kevin, dumb. Kevin Bacon. Shut up could about have, Kevin Bacon. Would, could win it. Kevin Bacon is amazing. Shut up. There's only six degrees separation between me and him. You know. I do know, and everybody else on this planet, so settle down. All right, so usually the ladies would choose a champion, um, but times they were a-changing, and we were heading into a new century where women were vying for the right to vote and have you know equal status and all of that you stuff. So that worked out. The princess, <laughs> oh, yeah. the princess and the countess, independent ladies, would settle it themselves. But... Both classy and refined ladies, they were willing to shed blood to maintain proper etiquette and decided to squash their beef with a duel, fighting to first blood. See, that wouldn't have been so hot having 50-year-olds going around topless. Yeah, she's 56. Well, here's They need to get like a couple of 22-year-olds, you know? Just saying. Mm. You get somebody 56 years old and you got to do it, you know, stripped from the waist up. I mean, basically, they got their own armor hanging down to the bellies, you know? Well, here's the thing. So, No titty shots. No t- I call no titty shots. 
first of all. I mean, how are you going to get some? Shut up. So they're classy and redefined, or and refined. They're going to fight to first blood. Well, I mean, if so they're 50, Colonel, they're really men anyway, dueling, right? I don't think Anastasia, right. I don't think the Countess is, is old. Okay. Doesn't sound like, but anyway, so overseeing all of this. 56 years old, she's packing seven inches. <laughs> That's Pauline. She used that as a sword. <laughs> my she God. She could have just un- lifted up a petticoat and said, here's my mighty sword. Come all right, on. so overseeing the duel was Baroness Maria Lubinska. Uh, she was ahead of her time in germ theory, mm. as, okay, and advised the women to remove one element from the equation in order to prevent infections, their shirts. Yes, that's what we call it. That's, <laughs> that's stop why they called them the titty duels, devil. <laughs> oh, uh, let's see. I, I've used that line before, haven't you, Colonel? <laughs> I have too. <laughs> we want to prevent infection here, so uh, could you take off your shirt, please? So the Baroness, with a medical degree from a university in Poland, uh, encouraged the women to fight topless for practical reasons, of course. UW. Many Good dueling... old University of Warsaw. UW. Yeah. <laughs> Go polar bears. <laughs> Many dueling injuries at the time. I think they're just sausages. Polish sausages. I think. And are they? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty mm-hmm. sure. I like polar. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure. Mm. All right. So, uh, la, la, la. so at the time, they're not sausages because women went to school there. If it was an all-boys school, it would have been. Many dueling injuries at the time became infected due to strips of clothing being forced into a wound via the weaponry. Now, that's smart right there. Since it was Princess Pauline who had challenged the contest. So maybe that's why the soldier had recommended Dumas remove his shirt. Maybe that's why. Maybe. Trying to protect him from infection. That's nice. He's so thoughtful. All right. So Pauline challenged Anastasia. And the countess was able to have her choice of weapons. Her weapon of choice was Europe's oldest dueling sword, the rapier, attended, intended oh. for quick stabs and little harm. The duel went on for three rounds, in which the countess nicked the princess's nose. Ah, oh, man, now see, they shouldn't be known as face shots. There should be some rules. Against she that. then, yeah. well, well, so, Timmy, once you give. I mean, if they called no titty shot, and, and, and Princess Beaverhausen, um, what, well, to, to keep this a family thing, what Timmy didn't include, was Princess Beaverhausen had unusually large areolas. Oh. They were like Frisbees. So when they what called the no fuck? titty shots, she just really, I mean, she had a limited no, place where stop. she could go. See, the, yeah. the, talking the, and you're full of shit. The colonel does stop. deep dive in his no. research to prepare for these. There options. was all kinds of. This is what, and you know, we don't have time to get in and cover everything. But are you sure? Because um, we got time to talk about your goddamn, wa- you know, melons now, now and wait, dogs. And wait, wait a minute. Now the colonel is is an expert on eighteenth uh, century porn, and he would know if yeah. he, what these women look like. Well, no, so, I mean, half of you, half of France, half of the women in France, because they had nasty tempers and got these duels. Well, I wouldn't say half, but a good number of them were walking around with uh, just one nipple. They lost a nipple in the duel. No, they didn't. Yeah. No, they didn't. Yeah. Un- rel- an obscure historical fact. I, it's not even I didn't know fact. that, Colonel. So anyway, 
So three rounds, the countess nicks the prince, nicked the princess's nose. She must have had a honker. I mean, she must have had a big nose. Then, then the princess retaliates and drew blood on the countess's arm. At the sight of blood, oh, for fuck's sake! At the sight of blood, it is reported that both seconds fainted. Well, so their hmm. backups passed out. Um, <laughs> and after examining the Jesus. After examining the wounds, the nurse on hand pronounced the princess the victor, and the combatants quickly made up. This classy, yes, this classy cat fight went down in history as the first emancipated duel because it involved female participants, female seconds, and a female medic. Nice. Now, Charles, briefly tell us about dueling in the United States. Briefly. Well, the first recall. Well, I, I will not do it briefly because briefly. Timmy puts his heart and soul into these scripts. Yeah, Thank but you, I'm so, saying not every sentence requires you to tell a fucking long-winded ass story about belly button lint or whatever the fuck that you happen to run across. So well, I'm just saying, Timmy. Just saying. Timmy pours his soul into this. I know, and 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 the listeners deserve. Why why is it brandy that you do not like our listeners? I don't know why yeah. you continue. No, why do you hate it. our listeners? You no, conti- I don't hate Are our you listeners. Unpatriotic, brandy? No, 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 no. I'm do sorry. You hate you guys, the country. Wait a minute. Do you, you hate misunderstand. America? You misunderstand. I don't hate our listeners. I hate you guys. I don't know why See, well, you always talk down our listeners. Oh, they're no. stupid. Who would listen to this show? They're really stupid. Oh, they're ugly. I mean, how many? What? Yeah. All the time. That's all you say. Stinky. Yeah, stinky. 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 Those stinky listeners. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I say those things about you guys, not our listeners. So bring us yes. home, Colonel. Well, Please. the first recorded door in America took place in 1621 in the Massachusetts Bay Colony. And duels continued to be fought in the United States in the later half of the 1800s. Now, they were more popular in the South than in the North, and there's a good reason for that is because it gets hot in the South, and when people get hot, they get tense and edgy and don't have duels over anything. So you took the last piece of cornbread, I challenge you to a duel. We do that at Thanksgiving. Yeah, and, you know, and, and no disrespect to our listeners in the South, but, you know, two men might be caught in the same cousin, right? So then they would have to have a duel. It would. So, now, just one more factor that highlighted the differences between the two regions that became so pronounced in the years leading up to the Civil War. Now, the most famous duel in American history, of course, occurred in 1804 when Vice President Aaron Burr killed former Treasury Secretary Alexander Hamilton. But this was that would be like uh, that would be like Mike Pence dueling Steve Mnuchin. Oh, my God. Yeah. Can we make that happen? Right, I'm all for it. <coughs> but make this that was not the only duel fought in the 19th century. Dueling was very common. Now, unlike in Europe, where the privilege of fighting duels was rest- restricted to arist- aristocratic gentlemen. Yes. Fancy people. Men from all backgrounds and stations fought duels in America. Politicians, newspaper editors, attorneys... Men whose professions required them to make public remarks, 
or whose public reputations were of the utmost importance. America. Often frequently and accepted challenges to fight. America. Now, several presidents have been in, involved in duels, including Andrew Jackson and Abraham Lincoln. Now, Andrew Jackson was an excitable sort with a famously loose rein on his temper. Now, that was that was prose right there, Timmy. Thank you, Colonel. That was prose. Thank you, Colonel. A survivor, barely, of several duels, he nearly he nearly got himself killed following a meeting in which he was merely a second, <clears throat> and in which one of the participants, Jesse Bitten, had the misfortune to be shot in the buttocks. Over the buttocks. Now, if you're getting shot in the ass, you're running away from the duel. I don't know <laughs> if that's a duel. That's more like somebody chasing someone with a gun. It's not really a duel. <laughs> Now Benton was furious because Benton. Now, see if Benton would have had a bidet, he could have he could have soothed that wound. <laughs> but and so was his brother, future Senator Thomas Hart Benton, who, uh, let's see, he he denounced Jackson for his handling this, of this whole affair here. Now, not one to take denunciation placidly, Jackson threatened to horsewhip. Thomas, and went to a Nashville hotel to do it. <laughs> yeah, he was he was not playing around with this. Now, as one does. Andrew Jackson yeah. was ill-tempered, to say the least. Yeah, well, you know, Andrew Jackson, uh, there was an assassination attempt one time on Andrew Jackson, if you recall this, Timmy. Mm-hmm. And it was an insane guy. His last name was Harris. I don't know what he, what he was really doing, but he... Uh, he had two pistols, mm-hmm. and because the weather was humid and you know hot and whatever, they misfired. So a group of people tackled him. One of the people that tackled him was Davy Crockett, mm. and Jackson was so mad he went over and beat the son bitch with his cane. So anyway, when Jackson uh, reached for so anyway, when Thomas reached for what Jackson supposed was his pistol. Jackson drew his, whereupon the irate Jesse burst through a door and shot Jackson in the shoulder. Damn. Did you know Andrew Jackson had been shot? I now, didn't know that. Now, falling, Jackson threw off a crazy shot at Thomas and missed. Thomas returned the favor, and Jesse moved to finish off Jackson. At this point, several other men rushed into the room. Jesse was pinned to the floor and stabbed. Cheating. That's but Cheating. He, but he was saved from a fatal skewering. I like that word to me, skewering. Thank you, Colonel. By a coat button. Now, a friend of Jackson's fired at Thomas, and Thomas, in haste to retreat, fell backwards down a flight of steps. Now, that pretty much ended the battle at the city hotel. Now, for Abraham Lincoln, the trouble began when he started writing these letters. And he wrote a bunch of satirical letters under the pseudonym Rebecca, in which he made scathing fun. And you don't... It's one thing to make fun of someone, mm-hmm. but he was making scathing fun of Yeah, that's that's, in a whole, that's taking it to a whole different level, Colonel. Yeah, that that's up in the game. Mm-hmm. That's Really, that's like the big <clears throat> East Coast, West Coast yeah. thing with the rappers. <clears throat> so anyway, he writes these... 
and he made fun of this state auditor, James Shields, who was a Democrat. Now, the letters were published in the newspaper, and when Shields sent him a note demanding a retraction, Lincoln objected to both the note's belligerent tone and its assumption that he had written more more of them than he had. Well, in fact, Mary Todd, crazy-ass Mary Todd, not yet Lincoln's wife, is believed to have written one of the letters with a friend. Then, when Shields asked for a retraction to the letters, he knew Lincoln had written... Lincoln said, go fuck yourself. He said, one score and two days ago, go fuck yourself. Now, Shields challenged Lincoln to a duel. Now, since Lincoln was being challenged, the rules were clear that Lincoln would get his choice of weapons. Shields was an expert marksman, but he was also only five foot two inches. He's a little guy. He was basically the Eddie Goodell of duelists. I mean, <laughs> he's a humun- humunculus. So Lincoln, who was six foot four, decided to use his height as an advantage, and instead of using pistols, decided on broadswords. Wow! That- and Lincoln came out probably with an eight foot sword. And this little guy, he's probably you know he had one of those little rapiers. So, being more than a foot taller, obviously, Lincoln had somewhat of an advantage. So, he used his reach to his advantage. Now, Lincoln's biggest bout, biggest risk, came from a bout of giggles that overcame him while dueling his little short person opponent. Don't you just just see him, like, holding that guy's head while the guy just tries to get (laughs) at him? Yeah, the guy's just swinging his sword and doing (laughs) everything else. He should have went for uh, his ankles. The Great Emancipator. Oh, that's a perfect description of Lincoln. Timmy, you. you just nailed that Thank one. You, did you make that up? Disarmed the Great Emancipator? Of course he did. Of course he did. He d- okay. disarmed his opponent without much effort, and James Shield agreed to yield. Now, dueling continued throughout the 19th century. After the death and destruction of the U.S. Civil War, it began to lose favor as a way to settle disputes although it continued in the far west well into the 20th century. So, dueling... I want a duel. Well, you'd have, to, you'd have to actually leave the house to duel, devil. Oh. Can we do it on, like, on the do a PlayStation? Zoom Can we Can do we a Zoom duel? duel? Can we do it on the yeah. PlayStation? I mean... Oh, we could get Mortal Kombat. We I mean, I don't want to get... Combat and play online. Call of Duty. We could call... Call yeah, because I don't want to like get hurt or break a sweat or see people. So yeah, if we can, seems like a lot of extra work to me. It's a lot of work. You got to mm-hmm. find a glove. You got to figure out like where it's going to be. I mean, my God. Do you know Target does not sell gauntlets? I did not know that. They sell everything. You know what? No, I bet you can get no, one no. at Walmart. They legit have my, everything. My raccoon incident. I could not find a gauntlet anywhere, devil. Yeah, but you found a white glove, so that's what's important. Found a white glove, yeah. Brandy, but what are I your to... final thoughts on dueling? Uh, it's a shame that it's gone out of style. Colonel, what's your final that's thoughts? That's my thoughts. I think we should have more titty duels. I do, too. And those, I think the titty duels should be... Uh, a thing. They were a thing, and I think that they should be... You have to hold your hands at your waist... And just swing back and forth, sway your body back and forth till you knock your opponent to the ground. 
and then and then uh, force your titty in their mouth. That's what happens. <laughs> that's right. That's what. Oh my God! You know, <laughs> that's taking it to a different level. But yeah, <laughs> that's what. Yeah, okay, that's I can be way different. That's what happens in my mind anyway. Of course <laughs> yes, it does. That's what happens. In we want to thank all of yeah. our listeners who pay their hard-earned money each month to support this podcast. Without whom, I'm not sure we could offer you this fine quality entertainment. Uh, this week we have a new uh, new sponsor, or a, maybe a renewed sponsor, and that is Erica Kinney. So, Erica, thank you very much. Colonel, do you have the list? Um, I do somewhere, Timmy. Here, give me one. <clears throat> Perfect. Give me one second. I'll pull it up. Okay. Because you know, we this snuck up on. Yes, I do. All right, Colonel. Take it away. We would like to thank all of you who support us on Patreon. If you would like to support us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash history dweebs, all one word, where you can give a little, you can give a lot, or or just a wee little bit. All right, Colonel, take it away. Okay, Timmy, we got Andrea, Luis Sidon, Siddons, Tessie, Poor, Kate Byer, Karen Alden, Gina Green, Danielle Townsend, Marianne Wright. I'm sorry, Marianne Knight. And you know what she's doing to me? She's leaving. On that midnight train to Georgia. On that midnight train. I heard that this morning. Leave it on the midnight train. Give me one more. There we go. Y'all. Adam McWaters, Elaine Baker, Alexandra, Alan Cox, Allie, Alicia Mincy, the Already Gone podcast. Our good friend Nina, who has Amanda a birthday Chris- coming up. She does. Amanda Christine, Amber Anderson, Amber Scoville, Anna Girl Lion, Andrea Odell, Andrew Frazier, Angelo, Angela Santos, Angelo Velafane, Anna Garrett, Annette Pitre, Anon, Becky Trainer, Ben Dobrovich, Brandy McBride, Bridget Bernard, Brittany Martin, of course, the Bloody Murder podcast with Tara and Barney, yes. and Kelly, me, and, and Kelly, Kelly Jones, Kelly Jones, Kelly Jones, Kelly Jones. I haven't heard from you. Know that Lispy hat? I know. Yeah, she pops up every Does now she? and again. I haven't seen her in a while. Christy Lee, it's a Canadian true crime podcast. Eh? They have locked their borders. Carl Asplund. They have locked. <clears throat> yeah, locked they've the, got their border. We can. Canada's building a wall and making us mm-hmm. pay for it. Uh, Carol Elise, Charlie from Crime Lines. Hope she's doing well. Cheryl LeBlanc, Chris Lane, Christine Howard, Cindy Clark, and Diane Trowbridge, the Comeback Podcast. Diane Bassett, Diane Student, Erica Kinney, Aaron Turner, Fiona Crisp, Gina Green, Jay Cleveland Payne, Jahara Lopes, Jamie Dent, Hiro, Jason Dykes, Jeff and Don Chestnut, Dr. Jeff out there. Yes. Teaching and teaching and teaching. He is, uh, he's on the ballot uh, on Tuesday. So vote for He pulled himself off. Oh, did he? He I did not hear off. that. He, he stepped out. Yes, he did. Mm. Yes, he did. He said politics was just a dirty business, and he didn't want to soil himself being yeah. around those other people. He is beyond reproach. Jennifer's voter, Jess Watford, Jessica Greeno, Julia Rodriguez, Karen Barnes, Kelly Charette, Kim Stroop, Kimberly Smith, Christine Malachinsky, Laura O'Reilly, Lydia Fisher, Maja, Marsha Boris, Marie, Marquia Smith, 
Mary Sheldon, Melissa Montoya, the next Mrs. Colonel Michelle Johns, Paula Kimes, the Pleasing Terrors podcast, Robert Sherrard, Ron Montessario, Ruth Whitfield, Sarah Bloom, who we all know and love, Charlene, Shannon Arnold, Shirley Strapp, Stacey Allsup, Stephen Potts, Terry Strafford, The Vanish Podcast, They Walk Among Us, Tyrone, Todd Long, Tommy Lane, Leanne Flanagan, a fake Irish girl from England, Tracy Smith, Vive, Rebecca L., Jin Lee, Whitney James, Rudy the Wonder Dog, Lady Beverly, of course, and the woman, sorry, Dottie, we didn't really have a high body count in this one for you, but hopefully you like the sword play. Dottie Scott. Hey, Colonel. Uh, How is Dottie Scott doing, Tim? She's doing well, but I've got a question for you uh, because people are starting to talk. Uh, we have not seen a contribution in our Patreon um, subscription uh, for Bo, and people are starting to talk. Well, I. <clears throat> Bo has uh Bo's gonna do it after the election. I see. It seems like Bo's been Bo's been donating all his extra money um to an important race. Um there's a there's a election for the catcher. County recorder oh. in Batesville, Indiana. Oh, I, see. I thought it and wait a minute, he's Bo not donating to invested. the mayor's race. He's not donating to the mayor's race in Rabbit Hash. Well no, he, Bo, Bo is out of that. He he said the whole thing's just a setup because the uh, the, the political parties tend win. to favor. Well, yeah, I mean, he the said Pomeranian, always, the Pomeranian is really. I mean, he's just jumped forward in that race. He's beaten that boxer to death. Yeah. So well, you can't have a boxer as a mayor. They're too high strung. Pomeranians, yeah, Pomeranians are, are so calm. Yeah. Yeah. So, Jesus. so that's yeah. So Bo said after the election, after he gets done with this county commissioner or county recorder thing, he would uh, he would stop putting some money. Yeah, out. we've been hearing that a long time. I'm just saying, it's, right? It's, it's for that. Well, Bo's got Bo's got uh, short arms and deep pockets. <laughs> so right. All right. Uh, um, thank you. Wait a minute. Right. I want to say something right. real quick. Um, during. You know, we don't know what's going to happen in the next week. Um, we don't know what's going to happen in the next month, two months, whatever. Um, we just would ask everybody, please stay safe. Um, please, you know, stay healthy. Uh, stay away from people. Stay away from me. Wash your hands. Stay away from me. Yeah, stay wash your hands. Do all that kind of stuff. Um, the three of us actually had a friend of ours that passed away from COVID. Um, so we would and and it would kill us to for somebody that you know for somebody else that we all know to 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 lose them so um everybody please stay safe please stay um away or 6 feet away from everybody and and um we love Eight you guys feet away from me at a minimum yeah I, not a problem um we love you guys and um you know everybody just hang in there All right, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time on History Dweebs. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Good day. (laughs) 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.